So the reading is taken from Luke chapter 12, starting at verse 13, and it's on page 1045 in the Pew Bibles. It is the parable of the rich fool. Someone in the crowd said to him, Jesus replied, Man, who appointed me a judge or an arbiter between you? Then he said to them, Watch out. Be on your guard against all kinds of greed. Life does not consist in an abundance of possessions. Then he told them this parable. The ground of a certain rich man yielded an abundant harvest. He said to himself, What shall I do? I have no place to store my crops. Then he said, this is what I'll do. I'll tear down my barns and build bigger ones. And there I will store my surplus grain. And I'll say to myself, you have plenty of grain laid up for many years. Take life easy. Eat. Drink. And be merry. But God said to him, You fool, this very night your life will be demanded from you. Then who will get what you have prepared for yourself? This is how it will be with whoever stores up things for themselves, but is not rich towards God. This is the word of the Lord. So I've got two little helpful volunteers for this now. Tim and Chris. Oh, Chris is gone. Oh, Tim and Jane. Oh, no, Stuart. Excellent. You will live to regret this, Stuart. Have a seat. Have a blindfold. You might be sorry. Okay. So the rich fool we just heard left everything behind that he'd worked for. Everything that he'd stored up for himself was left behind. Um, and Stuart and Tim now are going to work out what was there before it all went. What was left behind. And we've got a number of containers which have the remnant of something in them. I'm going to ask them to sniff the container and tell us what they think, you might have an idea, what was in there in the first place from what was left behind. Right. No spiders. No spiders. Nothing too horrible. Um, First one's an easy one. I'm going to hold it to your nose, Tim. Yeah, you're going to have to trust me on this. Yeah. Don't say what it is until you've both had a sniff. You got that? No. You're kidding. I've got no sense of smell. (laughs) Well, okay, let's try Stuart. It's all on your shelves. It's all on your shelves. Yeah. Got it? What do you think it is? Coffee. 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 Okay, well done. Uh, maybe later. Next one. Okay. What was in here? What was inside? You'll give it a go. Right. I wonder if I ought to put a drop on your hand. 
There's a bit left. You're not going to thank me for this. Tim's still got no idea. No, I know. Stuart? Vinegar. Vinegar, excellent. Okay. Right. That's what the... He's got no sense of smell. Okay. Next one. If you don't get this, you're not going to get anything, Tim. Okay. Come on, Stuart. We're relying on you. It, I'm not yeah, sure what it is. What is it? It's nice. It's nice. Okay. Shall I put I don't you know on? What it is. No, okay. Curry powder. Ah, yes. Curry powder. Um, the last one is a bit naughty. Okay. Tim, luckily you can't smell this, okay? You got a dog? <laughs> That's nice and sweet. Yes, what is it? I don't know, um, sugar? Chocolate. Chocolate. <laughs> I wouldn't do that. Okay. <laughs> okay, so we've now, uh, we now know that um, Tim hasn't got a clue. With regard to smells and odours, but he's gifted in many, many other areas of life. Thank you, and we're, we're grateful for you. Well done, Stuart. Brilliant. Let's give them a little round of applause. Thank you. You can return to your seats. Thank you. What all that was about will become clear uh, very soon. Okay. So what's all this sniffing containers about? What's all this trying to work out what was left behind? Um, what we leave behind, that's what we're going to be thinking about this morning. What we leave behind and the parable that we just had beautifully demonstrated of the man described as a rich fool. Okay. Let's have a look at some other people and see if you can work out who they are and what they may have left behind. Recognise any of these. Bottom left, who's that? Mother Teresa. Anybody want to volunteer what she left as her legacy? What do we remember Mother Teresa for? Kindness, love, Giving to the poor on the streets of Calcutta. That's, that was her legacy, what she left behind. Um, what about the gentleman in the middle, at the bottom? Nelson Mandela. Okay. What is he remembered for? What was his amazing <coughs> legacy? Any volunteers? Thank you, Maggie carried on, knowing what was right, despite everybody around him thinking he was a terrorist. He spent 27 years in a prison. But actually, he's now remembered, isn't he, as you know, the first president of South Africa, bringing forgiveness and reconciliation to a very broken and separate nation. Top right... Any ideas? Top right. Ronald 
Charles Wesley's mother? I don't know if Florence Nightingale was Charles Wesley's mother, Ken, but um, if she was, she was a very busy and creative lady. Um, it's actually Florence Nightingale. Um, and she's remembered for... Nursing. Changing the terrible, unhygienic conditions of the Crimean War. Nursing soldiers back to life. Now, it gets a bit tricky, doesn't it? Top left. Not Charles Darwin. Lincoln, not Lincoln. Got the right beard. I'll tell you his name, and then you can tell me what he's remembered for, okay? His name is Arthur Nobel. Yeah. Oh. So what's he remembered for? <laughs> it's a bit of a mixed memory, isn't it? So Arthur Nobel was a chemist, and he invented, as Ken said, TNT. And there's a story which may or may not be true, that when his brother died, the newspapers mistakenly thought he had died and published his obituary in the paper. And his obituary said in one newspaper, the merchant of death is dead. Dr. Alfred Noble, who became rich by finding ways to kill more people faster than anybody else, died yesterday. It is said that when he heard this, he was so horrified that he decided that his legacy would be something different. So he left his enormous fortune to the Nobel Prize Foundation to ensure that people who do great things for humanity are remembered. So he kind of turned it round. Yeah? Bottom right, any ideas? You may not even know when I tell you his name. I, I didn't really know his name very well. His name is Richard Sackler. Any ideas? If you used to go into any Aaron's nodding, you know Richard Sackler. Do you want to tell us anything about Richard Sackler? His family owned a big pharmaceuticals company called Purdue Pharma. The family wanted to be remembered for good things, so they gave millions of pounds away to museums, to art galleries, to churches, so that the Sackler family would always be remembered as good people. Unfortunately, his company then invented a drug which was said to be a non-addictive painkiller it was a very addictive painkiller, and thousands and thousands of people, particularly in America and Canada, died through his efforts. So if you Wikipedia Richard Sackler, you don't find oh, museums, art galleries anymore. You find responsible for misery and death. Okay? So that was his legacy. Last one, middle top. Greta Thunberg, okay. It's a bit of a tricky one, isn't it, really? Because she's only, do you know how old she is? 20 years of age, okay. Um, we know she's a, an activist. We know she troubles lots of politicians and, and talks about the importance of preserving the planet. But actually, she's a very young person, isn't she? And it's not how you start the race. It's how you finish the race, as we've seen from... Nobel and Sackler. So we don't know yet 
what her legacy will be. We need to, to find out. So back to our passage. What, what, how does this link back to our passage? So we have two people in the passage. Um, there's a man who comes up to Jesus and he says, Teacher, tell my brother to invite the inheritance with me. Jesus replies, rather unusually, watch out. Be on your guard against all kinds of greed. Life does not consist in the abundance of possessions. So what's going on? I mean, this man in the crowd, is he just seeking a bit of justice? Um, His share of inheritance rightly due to him? Or as some people think, has he already had his inheritance and he now wants his brother to share his with him too but Jesus sees what's on the inside doesn't he he sees on the inside sadly greediness he could see a deep desire not just for what the man needed to live but for an abundance of possessions it was me 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 And then we come to the rich fool. Jesus tells the story of a man blessed with a wonderful farm where the soil was rich and produced plentiful healthy crops. He probably worked very hard on his farm and it's not a bad thing to work really hard. But God again knew what was on the inside. Greediness and a focus on looking after number one. I will tear down my barns and build bigger ones. I'll say to myself, you have plenty of grain laid up for many years. Take life easy. Eat, drink and be merry. (coughs) He wasn't interested in giving away his surplus to those in need around him. And he wasn't planning on giving his hardworking employees a nice big bonus for bringing in all of this harvest. No, It was me, me, me. So God replied, you fool. This very night, your life will be demanded. Then who will get what you have prepared for yourself? Who gets what's all left behind? Does it just rot away in his big barns? Does his ungrateful family move in and just squander it? Do his hard done by employees come and steal it? We don't know. We don't know who will get what he prepared for himself. But the outcome, as Jesus says, this is how it is for all who store up stuff for themselves. This is how it is for people who are rich towards themselves, but not rich towards God. And being rich towards God isn't just about money and possessions, and cars and houses. It's about how we use our time, being rich with our gifts, putting God's priorities ahead of our own. So we want to, don't we? We want to be rich towards God. We want to invest in heaven. We want our legacy to be, as it says in 1 Timothy, we're a person that is known for doing good. And being rich in good deeds, happy to give and ready to share. That's what we want our legacy to be. That's what God calls for. 
But it's not always that easy to do, is it? How do we do that? So giving and sharing can be risky. How will I know if there's enough left for me, for my family, for my grandchildren? How will I know? And this is where we, as Christian people, need to know, remember and trust in the truth of God's promises. Just after this parable, Jesus went on to say these words. Do not be afraid, little flock. And that's us, by the way. We are Jesus' flock, the sheep of the wonderful Good Shepherd. Do not be afraid, little flock, for your Father has been pleased to give you his kingdom. The kingdom. Can we even begin to work out what it is that we have? Maybe that's a talk for another day. But guess what? If we're rich towards God and he is giving us the kingdom, we're investing in our own inheritance by being rich towards God because he shares the kingdom with us. Sell your possessions, give to the poor, provide purses that will not wear out. Treasure in heaven never fails. It doesn't rot It doesn't get stolen. It's preserved forever. And where our treasure is, there will our heart be also. So we need to know and trust in God's promises and hold them tight. Philippians says, My God will meet all your needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. What a promise. Let's say that one together. My God will meet all your needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. Brilliant. And God is able to bless you abundantly so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. The promises are there. We know we need to trust in them. But actually, trusting in God's promises can be hard. It can be hard if we try to do it just from our own strength and with our own will. I will trust in God. I will trust in God. Because actually, it's not something we do, is it, in our own strength? The Bible tells us that if we're Christians, if we're followers of Jesus, Jesus lives inside of us. Jesus lives inside you and inside me. His light shines in us. We might be just like old clay pots, and some of us might feel like an old clay pot sometimes first thing in the morning. But we have Jesus as our treasure living in us. Jesus, our treasure in earth, and Jesus, our treasure in heaven. God's Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Jesus, lives and dwells within every child of God. And if we ask, he will give us strength, courage, and help us to be rich towards him. And so while we're stockpiling treasures in heaven, not like the rich fool, what will we leave behind? Well, just as the aroma of coffee came from the coffee pot, and just as Stuart picked up the scent of something nice, it was curry 
from the curry powder pot. If Jesus lives in us, the fragrance of Jesus will linger when we are not around. This is what the Bible says. As Christians, we are actually the sweet smell of Jesus to those who are being saved and to those who are lost. So when we leave the room, when we leave church, when we leave the sports field, when we leave the sports stadium, when we leave the work event, the family meal, church this morning, let's just leave behind the aroma of Jesus. Amen.